rise up young man, rise up young lady, you are not alone, no matter what you're going through, it is going to pass, you're gonna come out the other side, keep shining. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of You Are Not Alone podcast by Mamba Inspire Brand. Like the title suggests, the purpose of this podcast is to help people out there who are going through unimaginable struggles know that they are not alone and believe that they will come out on the other side. Our guest today is Jerome. Jerome, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing amazing. Thank you for asking. Yeah. So, Jerome, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Um, so, like, you know, my name, my name is Jerome Arthur Massacott. Um, I was born in New Jersey, born and raised. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents are immigrants, however, from the Caribbean area. My mother was born and raised in Jamaica, mm-hmm. and my father was born in Dominica. Um, they came up here um, with the idea of starting something new mm-hmm. and um, I didn't know this at the time but my family they when when I was growing up they had inspired they had expe- kind of expectations for me to try to you know make something more of, my, of myself yes sir um, so that was pretty much kind of the idea for me and pushing me forward especially since I think fig- once I figured that out around high, my high school years when I really wanted to go into more deeper and trying to focus on my studies and try to be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, so after, I, after um, my high school years, I decided to further education. Um, I'm currently an undergraduate, undergraduate student at Stevenson Institute of Technology in Hoboken, New Jersey, mm-hmm. and I study chemical engineering. And I'm great, super grateful to have all the opportunities that I've had so far. Wow. That's amazing. So your parents are from Jamaica. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Wow, that's amazing. So, so how was growing up for you? What were some challenges you faced uh, growing up yeah. in New Jersey? Um, well, at the time, I was okay with New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't really think of all the all the other forty nine states. Mm-hmm. They're now, you know, like now, especially now being Texas, um, you know, actually leaving like the Northeast area to me was foreign. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, New Jersey. New Jersey. I live not that far from New York City, so I think I had access to one of the greatest cities in the world. Going out there all the time, um, but I guess like specifically. Um, New Jersey in itself, I think it's been it's been it's been fine. Mm-hmm. It's um, the town I specifically grew up in. Um, I guess like in a racial sense, it was majority white. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going through middle school and high school, I kind of had this weird identity crisis in a bit um, because you know a lot of my friends at the time. You know, I don't know if this ever happened to to maybe you or anyone else, but I guess sometimes they'd be like, oh, you know. Oh, Jerome, you know you're you're African American. You're black. You should be this way, or you should be going through that, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't just that wasn't me. You know, mm-hmm. I I did. I guess I didn't really fit that stereotypical black person. Mm-hmm. Um, I was different, and it made me feel you know a type of way because I wanted to be like everyone else in a sense, mm-hmm. because you know, I wanted, if there wasn't that many black people at my school mm-hmm. and it was apparent, but even so, I still wanted to be uh, like everyone else, you know. What do you mean by everyone else? Well, like, you know, like the other students, I tried to do a lot of different sports, hang out. Mm-hmm. I, was a su- I was a huge nerd, mm-hmm. uh, video games, comic books, things like that. And you know a lot, but like I guess like the more I try to do that with everyone else, there people would be like, "Oh, Jerome, you know, why aren't you doing like this? You know, you should be 
playing basketball and I'm like you know I love basketball but mm -hmm. like I wasn't good <laughs> yeah. I didn't make uh, I didn't um, I wasn't I got benched for a couple of games mm -hmm. I didn't really I wanted and of course I made me get better I became she became a starter mm -hmm. but like when I was bad at basketball they're like oh drum I thought I thought you'd be good at basketball yeah. I thought you'd be you know like yeah. everyone else you know wow. like why aren't That's you not like LeBron yeah aren't you like LeBron James and I'm like well every black person <laughs> 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 exactly and um, I kind of lived, just kind of lived with it, and especially the same thing kind of happened through high school. I did track and field and all this other stuff, and I was pretty good at track and field, and people would be like, oh, it's, it's expected of Jerome to be good at, no, like seriously, it was expected to, like, you were pretty good, and, you know, I became a track captain, and say senior year, and, you know, I had these expectations to do well, and of course I had expectations of my own. I wanted to push myself to do well yeah. athletically, but I don't know, I guess there was that kind of, like, um, way to say like oh you know putting me down in a sense because yeah. even though I felt like I was making these accomplishments um, you know in, in a track and field people would be like you know it just be, it's because it it's right, yeah, yeah it's because you know you have you're african-american you're able to be good at track and field and to me it just didn't really make much sense because I did put a lot of effort in wow. and you know at the same with all my academics athletics um, I know if when I got into college, when I started freshman year, a lot of the, my school's majority white as well, PWI, and people would be like, oh, you know, you are, got into affirmative action, right, or a special program, and I'm just like, no, I took the SATs, got this, got to take the ACTs, uh, did well, got a 35, do all this, all this stuff to try to make sure I set myself up, you know, for good future. And it kind of it kind of saddens me in a way to know that a lot of a lot of people sadly um, look at all the things that I've done and be like, oh, you've gotten this because you're black. And when I fail, oh, it's expected because you be black. black and so and it 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 was a little bit it, it made me <laughs> sorry it was a little bit upset a little bit not looking it made me you know like I would sit and just think about it sometimes mm -hmm. you know and just reflect um, I of course I had you know a great support system of my of my friends that truly cared about what I was doing in my family um, that helped me keep going um, mm -hmm. but you know once in a while I would have that that thing in the back of my head where it's like man yeah so wow know, wow you know. Wow. So wow. Yeah. So I never, I cannot imagine somebody talking to me, like telling me that. I, I, nobody ever did that before because I grew up in a, in a majority black high school mm -hmm. and uh, I, I deal with that, uh, but I, I, nobody ever came to me like that, like straight. Mm -hmm. I, I, and I cannot imagine. How did you feel when people give you those comments? Mm -hmm. It was... It, it was sad and like at the time it was I kind of just you know like kind of laughed it off a bit mm -hmm. because I really didn't know how to go against it you know like oh Jerome you're, you're African-American you should be doing this and I was like oh, man can't really go about it but um, I guess like you know sometimes I would just reflect on it and you know like it kind of made me feel like you know like kind of like an identity situation mm -hmm. where it's like man should I be really I mean like I was stupid I was young at the yeah, time just like man, like man really should I be acting this way should I be you know yeah trying to did it give more? you any impact did it like what was some impact that you saw uh, that caused like those experiences caused you like 
would it? I think it kind of shaped me a little bit to mm -hmm. be who I am today. In what way? Because when people always try to make you think you're some type of way when you're really not, mm -hmm. uh, it get, it surprises them. And I think, you know, for me, it makes me feel a little bit better to know that um, you're not going to get the same stereotypical black person that you'll see at the store walking on the street. You know, mm -hmm. I, try, I try to carry myself in a way that I'm not going to say like 100% like best of the best but I do I wanted to do make sure that whatever I do I have the thought and knowledge behind it that makes me happy yes. so I want to um, I think I kind of made me feel a little bit more empowered to just be myself no matter yes, what sir. yeah yes sir in that environment uh, where uh, as a kid of course you don't have a lot of options because mm -hmm. uh, yes you are put in a majority white school and you're trying to fit in as a kid you you're supposed to fit in right mm -hmm. uh, how much were, were you able to bring yourself? This doesn't have to be high school, also college. Like, mm -hmm. can you bring your full self uh, to, to, to where, whatever place you are around the people you were, you were with? Yeah. Um, hmm. I definitely um, feel a little bit awkward sometimes mm -hmm. trying, acting 100% myself around certain types of people mm -hmm. you know like for you know like for example if you're gonna talk to your manager you wouldn't be talking to him the same way you would talk to like one of your best friends that mm -hmm. you know for a while mm -hmm. uh, I guess sometimes I feel a little bit awkward talking about you know certain topics uh, my hobbies what else am I you know like what I, what's going on my regarding my culture and things like that um, to certain groups of people in college and high school mm -hmm. you know I think it happened a lot throughout my life and it's not a bad thing per se you mm -hmm. know a lot of people have different perspectives on things mm -hmm. and you may and it's a and so I think it's a good thing to know that you shouldn't be bringing up certain things to certain types of people mm -hmm. but yeah no like I, I've definitely like as I get out older and gain more experience learned okay what's safe and what's not to say sa what's safe and what's not safe to say around certain different types of pe certain people that's fascinating mm -hmm. that's fascinating and uh, I I do, did not experience it, but I heard a lot of people. Uh, I feel like people who grew up in th th those kind of situation where they go to school majority white, and it's very hard to find yourself in it because you are expected to blend in mm -hmm. and do good, but honestly, you're not like you are different than many people, mm -hmm. right? And uh, how hard was it to like when you are did you ever like uh, try to fit in with the for example black students have you ever had an experience where uh you were with black students how hard was it to fit in yeah um so at least in my middle school and high school there weren't that many black mm -hmm. black students at least in my graduating class mm -hmm. you can kind of count it was over there was a little over 300 mm -hmm. um graduations in my class and you can probably count off your fingers mm -hmm. how many people there were african-american um, I think a lot of the black people there were doing the same thing I was in a way were trying to assimilate mm -hmm. um, and then like if you in black people you know like I, I of course I have black friends but if we were caught hanging out together mm -hmm. people would perceive it as you know like oh you know just a bunch of black people doing black people things and that we kind of saw that as a negative um, but of course you know we kept it cool and you know we would hang out on ourselves outside mm -hmm. but we tried to make it as but yeah, I, I try. I try to keep 
um, that type of um, uh, situation on a low or type of conversations. I just kind of keep a little bit more private um, between me and other black, black students at the time. In college, I've, um, it was a lot more different because, you know, like there was a lot of more things like the Black Student Union, mm -hmm. the National Society of Black Engineers, um, black fraternities and sororities on campus. Um, so there was a lot more black culture that were trying to be spread, of course. It's um, it's, it's a little bit, it's a little bit noise, not, not as much noise because it's a PWI, mm. so it's kind of like one little small thing, but um, there's so many different types of programs that we're trying to do and trying to spread awareness to mm -hmm. the campus. Um, so I definitely, um, in college, I feel a lot more comfortable being around um, other black people mm -hmm. more um, because I didn't feel that I was being pressured by others to act a certain way or do something. Mm -hmm. um, so, yes, but definitely, I feel that in college, I think I've been more, more myself, which I think is good. Cause yeah. So, in college, when you were able to see uh, some of the things that you were missing, did you feel like there was something that was taken away from you uh, in your high school at a younger age? Uh, what do you mean something taken away from me? As far as uh, not having the full experience of being with mm -hmm. the kind of people that look like you. Oh. Yeah. I, yeah, no. Um, I think that uh, I wasn't really able to have those types of connections around, you know, go growing up in like a majority black area, mm -hmm. uh, having a lot, having more uh, minorities around me um, mm -hmm. during those early years. I definitely think that. I feel, you know, when growing up, I kind of, like I said before, I had this kind of identity mm -hmm. uh, crisis in a way where I feel like, okay, should I, I want to be like everyone else, but, you know, people are saying I should act this type of way. But when you're around everyone that looks like you, mm -hmm. uh, then you kind of have that, you know, okay, well, now I know I'm not different. Mm -hmm. I'm like everyone else. So what makes me different, I have to dig deeper, mm -hmm. you know, like, like academics, your personality, how you carry yourself in the morning, those are the things that are more apparent rather than if you go to a school that's majority white, you know, you're already different. Mm -hmm. So people are going to look at you in a way. Um, so I definitely feel like if I, if I grew up in a majority like black middle school, high school, um, my experiences would be, would be different and I think I would have a little bit more um, you had to go a little bit more deeper to have more of a unique experience to not be known as just an average person. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. So I had a friend in uh, in in uh, college who, who had the same experience as you, and one thing she told me was she felt like at that young age she felt like she was not black enough. Mm -hmm. Did mm -hmm. you feel that experience? Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. Um, and it was funny because. People were people who were telling me that I wasn't black enough were normally people who weren't black, mm -hmm. and that's for saying like people are saying like oh you know black people normally do this or mm -hmm. black people normally do that these like stereotypical tropes that black people have mm -hmm. and I didn't do them so that's when I was thinking like man maybe am I really not black enough um, and then another thing that people are saying like you know a white person. <laughs> White, white people will come up to me and say, wow, Jerome, you're acting pretty white today. And 
I had no idea what that meant at the time mm -hmm. because you know like look at me and I look at myself in the mirror you can look at me right now obviously, I don't know what it means <laughs> obviously I'm not I'm not white yeah. um, but uh, it it kind of threw me off in a way um, I really had no idea and you know when I asked it was like oh man you know it's because you do this you do that you don't like this and that you know that's not what a black person that's just more like a white people thing and and these and, people uh, who are saying they and they're white, white. and uh, it was just so crazy to me because I had why why can't I do what other people do you know and I, I feel that you know like of course we had to go through like all this other thing as African-Americans to get where we are today mm -hmm. and there's still tons of work to be done but I definitely feel like as someone as a per human being I could be doing the same thing I potentially as everyone else and you know at that time it, it, it just made me confused mm -hmm. and I had to kind of look at myself a lot and try to think like man how am I supposed to act what am I because I feel like either way people are gonna look at me and it it kind of hurt it because I didn't want to have that type of attention anymore mm -hmm. when people would be like okay you're acting white now or if you're acting black okay oh he's acting black he's acting a fool if there's no like middle i felt where i can just be myself because I, I didn't know that liking comic books and video games and doing well in school were white white i didn't know those types of things were to a color i thought that was just someone that everyone not every of course like everyone has their own hobbies but mm. like those type, specific types of things were things that were available to not everyone people do. yeah so it it was definitely something that like i your friend and i kind of agree with in a way where not feeling black enough mm. um it's something that is that's something that is happening especially as a black person growing up in the majority mm. uh major like white white schools growing up yes sir mm -hmm. yes sir did that take a hit on your confidence? Yeah, you know it did. I try. I think. I think that really kind of kicked off my introversies. My introversy, mm -hmm. um, and like in going into high school, mm -hmm. I tried to not be as outgoing in a way. Mm -hmm. um, of course, like if you're gonna, cause someone comes out to me, of course I'll talk, and of course I'll be myself. But I guess like I never had that initiative response, and even in my classes where. Um, you know, like I'd be like one of the two or three black people, black person, black African American people, mm -hmm. African Americans there. Um, I just try, I, I tried my best not to stand out the yeah. most. Straight you know. luck. <laughs> yeah, just I'm just there, yeah. and you know, even if I'm there, you know, white people look at me. Oh, he's just that quiet black person, mm -hmm. and you know, you kind of can't avoid that attention. I kind, I felt like I couldn't avoid that attention because of my skin color, and and you know, it wasn't. You kind of just go with it and then make of course you know like man if i was white i had this thing it's like oh if i was white i feel i probably and like act the same exact way as i do now i probably be well be more well assimilated with everyone else mm -hmm. but um looking back at it now it's more like those differences and those experiences you know of course made me help me grow up to what i'm doing now today yes sir wow yeah wow so when did that hit when when did you realize that that all this was experiences that just wasn't right when did you realize that you are who you are and you should bring your best self out 
no matter the circumstances. Late junior year of mm -hmm. my high school, and the reason I say that because I was that's when I really started keening in on. Mm -hmm. uh, what I wanted to do for my future. I was starting to look into colleges and what I wanted to do in life and um, and going to all these like you know different types of speakers and to college tours and all these different people telling me about all the great things that they were doing mm -hmm. and people and there were people that were minorities doing those things mm -hmm. and some of them were talking about the experiences that they had in high school and I was like wow some of them are similar to mine and they're out here doing amazing things mm -hmm. um so it, it it hit me that all these experiences that i've had in the past you know i kind of originally i kind of looked at it in a negative type of a negative sense like oh man maybe if i went to a high school that had more black people i would have a different experiences perhaps something positive than what i'm doing now mm -hmm. um but you know, now in a way, it kind of makes me unique, mm -hmm. and because I know how to um, not only to act, but also how to be myself and be happy with myself. Because mm -hmm. um, and the few, because like there's light at the end of the tunnel. Yes, sir. It, and it made me feel more empowered. And after that, and really after I started applying to colleges, and I got into all these schools and. People, you know, I was applying, doing, was doing better than an SAT scores and AC scores, and a lot of other of my um, people in my year that were white. Um, of course, I you know I never tried to compare myself. I always tried to strive to do as best yeah. as I could. But you, you know, it's once in a while you had to look at look at other people, and people would be jealous and yeah. affirmative action and all this other stuff. But you know, and, and it did get to me. But like deep down, I knew like it was none of that. It was because I put in the time and effort to do what I wanted. And so now it, it just made me feel more like capable yes, um, in the future. Did you have a, this conversation with your parents at any time? Oh yes, it's all the time. I, I I tell my I try to be open with my parents at the time in middle school and mm -hmm. high school. No, not really. I think it was my my teenage my teenager phase where I just didn't want to talk to my parents mm -hmm. and I just wanted to be cool and be swinging you know, at the time. At, at the time I didn't really think about it, but like now. Um, I feel more open to talk to them about it, especially since I have a younger sister, um, and she's gonna, she's in fourth grade right now. She's probably gonna be start, and she's been growing up in a majority white um, um, elementary school herself. So she'll probably start experiencing the same things that I did. Um, so I'm definitely telling my parents really how I felt and what I did, mm -hmm. and I'll let her know how I let my sister know how I got went through my daily life. To try to try to help her out and make sure that she um, has a better, even a better experience than I did, because I want, guys, I want her to be successful too. Wow! So you defy the odds as a young black man living in America, mm -hmm. and uh, you earning a degree in chemical engineering. Mm -hmm. You are interning right now with ExxonMobil. Mm -hmm. How how have you fit in in ExxonMobil? How have you? Uh, fitting and brought yourself to work every day. Yeah, the work professional. I try to be as professional as I can, first mm -hmm. and foremost. Um, you know, I try to. It's of course I've always, whenever I go to a new company, mm -hmm. um, it's always have that sense of nerves coming in. Like, oh man, are people gonna like me? Mm -hmm. Am I gonna make sure I can do the work? Mm -hmm. Literally, I think like the first week and a half, 
Um, they were like, literally the first day, actually, he was like, oh, Jerome, do you know how to use jump software, statistical software? And I was like, not really. And they were like, I mean, you'll learn. And you know, like that kind of threw me. Even though the my manager, supervisor was kind of calm and relaxed about it, in the back of my head, it's like, oh, oh crap. Mm -hmm. I don't know this. Mm -hmm. I'm expected. Should I have done this beforehand? Mm -hmm. I didn't know I was going to use this software. I was flipping. I was freaking out. Um, but as time went on, I kind of got in the mo got in the motion. Mm -hmm. um, my team was very welcoming. I asked them tons of questions every day. I feel like I'm, I annoy them sometimes, mm -hmm. but. Um, I, they're really nice when it comes to um, helping me succeed, mm -hmm. and they want to see me succeed. Um, and I try to, you know, be be as social as possible as well, because there's also the social part of professionalism and networking. I think is just as important as doing it your work, because mm -hmm. you can be the best worker in the world, but if no one knows who you are or you're not really team oriented, then no one really wants to work with you or yes hire sir. you. Yes, sir. Um, so I try to, you know. Um, say yes to different events even if I don't like them. I went to go play um, some sport like sock, sack, when you throw the sack in mm -hmm. the, I've never played that sport before. <laughs> and I were like, well, if you want to come play, we're going to do that after work. And I'm like, sure, the sport didn't really like, but it was still cool to talk to everyone else and do, learn, learn them a little bit more about them on a personal level. Mm -hmm. um, Getting out of your box. Exactly. Um, and ExxonMobil, I think, also has a nice, a lot of nice groups to try to help support me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like ERGs, um, there's BEST, the Black, and Black Employment Success Team, and I've, I'm very thankful for them because mm -hmm. not only that, I've met more people that had similar like backgrounds and mm -hmm. have kids that are doing going through the same thing that I did. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's also a lot of, you know, like Elijah White, who was, who was a former vice president of the company, like high in the company that are that have been very successful and have been in ExxonMobil for years doing great work. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I have a mentor that's been working at Exxon for over 30 years mm -hmm. in the business line, and he's in Singapore trying to um, talk to vendors and try to have them buy mm -hmm. think different vendors from ExxonMobil. So, you know, like there's so many different paths, mm -hmm. paths as a black employee in Exxon mm -hmm. um, that makes you feel more more open to getting more experience and you know, so I'm very happy about that so, wow. time so far. That's amazing. What are some of your life aspirations uh, mm -hmm. in, in the future? What are some of your long-term goals? Yeah, um, so of course right currently finish my undergraduate degree and get my bachelor's in chemical engineering. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting a graduate degree. Mm -hmm. um, I would definitely, because my mother um, really wants really pushing me to do it, mm -hmm. um, so I feel like it would be my my best be my best uh, power to try and get it. Mm -hmm. um, in what area? What yes, area? definitely in STEM. STEM. In STEM, so perhaps a different type, of maybe a different focus of engineering, mm -hmm. um, and then afterwards, perhaps maybe later down the line, if I really want to feel for it, go for a doctorate. Mm -hmm. uh, originally, I wanted to be a doctor. Um, but you know, being called Dr. Jerome sounded cool to me. <laughs> you know, yeah. I did both like the going through eight years of med school after high school didn't. But if I can be, become a doctor in a different way, then perhaps. But yeah. no, but no, I, that wouldn't be the main reason why I would get a doctor's degree. Mm -hmm. I, um, right now, I'm working in research and then making research with Emory. And the research aspect I really enjoy. I think I like optimization and innovating and finding my own ways to do so. Mm -hmm. um, 
they say PhDs, uh, people who truly have a doctor degree, they find in the field that they love, they do it for the rest of their lives. So I want to have passion and some, I found passion in kind of making stuff better mm -hmm. and looking for new opportunities to make things faster, save, save more money, save more time, um, do things that are, that are overall helpful for not only yourself, but for people around you. Mm -hmm. uh, so those types, so like maybe if I can get, uh, uh, if I can really find a uh, graduate uh, doctor program where I feel that like, okay, if I get this, then not only I can um, help other people, but I can learn and grow and use that experience to help more people. Yes, sir. Um, so, that, so that down the line could also be a potential route. Yes, sir. That's yeah, so amazing. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. So if there was a young you oh, right me. now in your position yeah. when you were growing up, okay. what are some advices that you can tell? So if I'm talking to my younger self right yeah. now, oh boy. First off, I would tell him to stop wearing is <laughs> I wore some ugly shoes, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I my fit my my outfits were trash. Um, I'm not saying I'm a great I'm great at outfits and stuff now, yeah. but back then, bro, if I look at my I'm looking at my photos. I'm like, man, what was I wearing? <laughs> uh, but other than that, just keep confidence. Um, I think the one thing that's one thing I was lacking was just the confidence in myself and all these you know all these current things going back and forth like oh my shit am i acting too white or am i acting too black i don't really know mm -hmm. and um i would tell him that really none of that stuff matters mm -hmm. just who you are and who you really who you truly believe you are matters the most and what you want to do matters the most yes. and i would tell him about all the other people who've had similar because i felt like i was the only one mm -hmm. i would tell them about all the other people who were doing who went through similar things as you as as myself you did mm -hmm. <laughs> and and empower and try to empower him a way to make sure that he makes the right decisions in the future so there you have it people thank you so much for tuning into the mamba inspire you are not alone podcast we have another great story next episode. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Twitter, and Instagram for updates. Look up Mamba Inspire.